Welcome to this Gas Gas Scout Report episode. I'm Tom Metcalf and I'm delighted to be joined by Lee from the Brunton Bugle. Welcome Lee. Hello. So, Joey Barton's great reset kicked off with four new faces arriving at the men. One of those faces is Nick Anderton. He spent last year at Brunton Park with Carlisle. Uh, I think the first question for me is, why is he leaving? Um, it, it, it's a good question. Um, he's club captain. You'd think, you know, we'd be desperate to keep him and, you know, be offering him a great deal and everything. But truth be told, he started the season off as obviously club captain and first choice left back. He finished the season second choice left back behind a 20 year old who's in his first season in the Football League. Um, and I'll be brutally honest, most fans aren't overly disappointed that he's going. Um, I suspect he's probably been offered a deal. We don't obviously know the deals, but he's probably been offered a deal that is on reduced terms compared to what it was, um, obviously, with COVID and stuff like that. Because he was actually signed in January 2000. Uh, sorry, January 2020. Going back a bit too long there. Um, and, and yeah, he, he probably had an okay contract. I'm not saying it's a massive one because we've been reducing our budget steadily over the last few years to get our finances in order. But he was obviously signed as a first-choice Left back and someone as a part of our sort of defensive rebuild at that point. Like I said, by now he's just not first choice anymore. He's he's been kept out by a really impressive youngster we signed from uh, Preston last summer called Jack Armour, who looks really solid in that position. And like I said, he's probably been offered reduced terms. And if he's getting a decent two-year deal from Bristol Rovers, then he'd be insane not to take that rather than and t- take another year or maybe two years at Carlisle knowing that he's got a real strong contender for his position as well alongside him in Jack Armour. Yeah, so moving on to kind of, like you said, he, he was brought in to be a be a starter captain. What kind of left back is he? More attacking or more stay at home? Um, he's, it's difficult to sort of pin it down. I mean, he's not, he's not got pace. Let's, let's put it that way. He's not, I wouldn't say he's a total slouch but he's not the quickest player. Some of our fans say he looks like he's towing a caravan occasionally when he gets up and down. But actually, when he gets up to speed, he's not, he basically, from me, he hasn't got a quick burst of acceleration. His top speed's not that slow. Once he gets going, he, he's, he's not too bad. And he's an okay crosser of the ball. He's very strong in the air. He's, he's six foot two, so he's a big lad. But yeah, I think at times he, he didn't really get forward as much as you'd really want and hope. In comparison, Armour, who's obviously replacing him, does get up and down the pitch quite a lot. He's a lot quicker and he's he's a bit more accurate in terms of his crossing. I think I recorded an episode with a guy who does a lot of analytics online about Carl United the other night. And he was saying how I think Jack Armour's in the top 10 in the division for accuracy on his crosses. I don't think Anderton was anywhere near that. <laughs> and that, that that's an issue there. He's solid enough defensively. But he, he has the occasional moments where he gets gets caught out, and I think he conceded at least three penalties last season, which is not not great. I'm sort of making out here like he's a, he's a dreadful player. He's not. He, he's solid. That's what he is. He just he just doesn't doesn't really excel in anything in a sense. He's not brilliant at something. He's just really solid at generally everything he does. Yeah, you mentioned him being six foot two. He scored four goals last season, which is his best of any season. For a big lad, is is he not much of a threat in in the box? 
Um, well, actually, funny enough, he, the, the, those goals were actually spread over the two seasons. So he actually, in the brief period in the second half of last season, he did score two goals. And before we got a defender who made score a few, he actually only scored two this season. Um, from memory, one of those was a really good long-range effort actually against Tranmere that flew into the bottom corner. The other was a goal against um, Stevenage where a free kick was laid off for him, but 30 yards out and the keeper fumbled it in. <laughs> so you, I wouldn't read really much into that, but the, from the first season, I think from memory, it were goals from corners, but I think there was sort of Snibber's goals. You know, he was getting in there in the six-yard box and, and burying it with those two chances he had. To be honest, he, he's, he's sort of in there. So we had other players who basically were, were better in the air. I think he had a role on set pieces, but he wasn't really the one generally attacking it and going for the headers usually. Um, but funny enough, he did actually, towards the end of the season, we had a few injury issues and he played centre-back in a few games. Not the strongest in a back four, let's put it that way, as a centre-back. He, he, he looked all over the place at times. But in a back three, he actually did really well on the left side of a three centre-backs. So that potentially is a role for him going forward in a team that plays a back three. But uh, yeah, he's, he's good. He's good in the air. You know, when, when the balls come forward from, from their attack, he generally wins everything that's thrown forward. Um, from set pieces, he, he's, his role just wasn't really there to be attacking it. Yeah, running running interference more than uh, being the end, <laughs> end recipient. Yeah, you mentioned him playing left centre back in a three because he mentioned it in his um, in his interview that he can play there but it, when he said it in his interview it kind of made it sound like yeah I've played there loads like you know it's a good position for me but it sounds like he's utilised there in an emergency well, to be honest we, we very rarely play a back three to be honest we've always played four three three under uh, Chris Beach our manager um, he very, very very rigidly sticks that and he only he was only really done it because he was forced into the decision because of injuries he might well have played there before he joined us. I, I don't know a huge amount about his time before he came to Brunton Park. Um, I think a Barrow he possibly played in that because I seem to remember because obviously they're fairly local to us. They played a back three for a while while he was there. So he might have done it then. Like I said, when he's played, I think he's probably played, let's say, four or five games maybe for us there. And I didn't really have any problems with his performances in those games. He looked really solid. I think it helped having those players alongside him to guide him a little bit. But in terms of whether that's his position long-term, possibly. It could well be. He could end up being a, an okay centre-back in a, in a back four. But when he was sort of thrown into it at the end of this season, the games where he played a back four, we looked defensively a bit of a mess, to be really honest. Yeah, he's only 25, so you kind of feel like maybe he's got a little bit more more development to come, perhaps. Um, I think that's all I wanted to really ask you about. Is there anything you you think... Gasset should should know about him. Well, I feel bad because I feel like I've talked about his sort of negatives for so long on this little chat. Um, he's not a bad player. He's, he's solid enough. I think, like I said, most Carlisle fans' reaction to him going is is not so much oh, furious that he's gone to Division Five, but how, how we might let him go. People are like, it'd be nice to keep him, but to be honest, all he potentially would be doing is stopping Armour's development. And we genuinely think Armour's a player who could probably play in the Championship in a couple of years. He looks that good. Um, and I think he's maybe just a bit unlucky in that sense. He dropped out of the team a couple of times last season because Armour did so well. But when Armour had bad games, we knew we could Ryan Anderson to come in and do a solid job for a few games. And yeah, like I mentioned before, he's, he's been club captain. In terms of captaincy, I don't know if he'll be your captain. I'm guessing you've probably already got one in place. But he's not a shouting or a ball on the pitch. He's not, you know, 
jing them up and doing all the clapping and organising everything. He's, he's much more sort of a quieter influence. I think it's, it's off the pitch where he particularly did well in that. I mean, to be honest, we didn't have a very experienced squad last season, so there wasn't many options. I mean, the, the vice-captain was a lad in his first full season in the league, and he's only 24, so that tells you how inexperienced we were at the time last season. But he's a good lad. I, I don't think any fa- Carlisle fans have got any bad words to say about him. I think some fans are a little bit rude about his performances, but just football fans on the internet are always going to be like that, aren't they? But generally... All the best to the lad, you know, he, he's done well for us. New challenge for him and yeah, I hope he does okay. But still hope we finish above you. <laughs> <laughs> of course, of course. Well, um, yeah, thank you very much for your time uh, this afternoon, Lee. Um, that's been really useful for, for me and I hope for for everyone listening. And um, that's pretty much all we've got time for. So just leaves me to say, I'll be gas.